Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program, Praying for America. Great to have you with us from all across the nation and in some cases around the world. Uh, We have a special guest tonight that I'm gonna introduce in just a moment after our prayer. Uh, She serves with Operation Rescue, and we're gonna talk about what that means, whom we are rescuing, and how. And you are going to hear some incredible information about the way that the abortion industry oppresses women. With the arguments going on in our country over abortion, especially now, uh, many people think that the oppression of women is when we do away with abortion. Today, you're you're going to learn that exactly the opposite is true. And we're going to play for you a very, very distressing 911 call that you are you're never going to forget. So in any case, before we introduce our guest, let's go to scripture in Luke 10, starting with verse 25, we read, there was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. Let us pray. Father, you have given us the command through your Son to love you and to love our neighbor. Teach us how, Lord God, to love our unborn neighbors. Teach us how to love and to rescue them. Teach us what it means, O God, to make America great by making America pro-life. And teach us how this corresponds to the deepest principles on which this nation was founded and on which the gospel of your Son rests. We ask this through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, uh, Anne Reed, whom I have known for some years and who is, uh, you see now on the screen, worked for a while with the American Family Association. Um, and that's when we first connected. She was a staff writer uh, for that uh, organization. But she is also one of those, and you're familiar with, with our Silent No More awareness campaign. Uh, like the members of that campaign, she is one of those who has shared publicly her story about having an abortion. In her case, it was back in 1987. And uh, she also spent some time ministering to a group of people among whom we know from experience there are many, many women who have had abortions, and that is women who are in prison. There is a connection between the two. Uh, Anne then, in the course of doing that, uh, committed herself to uh, be more and more uh, focused on bringing an end to abortion, and very recently, obtained uh, a position with our friends at Operation Rescue as the senior policy advisor, succeeding somebody that we have also known and worked with for many years by the name of Cheryl Sullinger. So, Anne, great to have you with us. Welcome to the program. 
Thank you so much, Father Frank. It is always a privilege to talk with you and uh, just very excited to be here. Well, I found out, of course, about your position, your new position, uh, through Operation Rescue, of course. We're in regular communication with them. But even before I saw the Operation Rescue press release, guess who I heard this good news from? I heard it from your husband. And uh, he was so excited. And he he said to me, oh, guess what? You know, Aaron's <laughs> going to be in this position. Because he knew that, that that would be very meaningful to us, uh, you know, as we interact with with uh, Operation Rescue and with, and with all the pro-life groups. So tell us, let's let's go back a little bit. You know, as, as I mentioned, of course, you are one of those courageous women who uh, is able to really, unlike any other group of people, pull the veil off of what abortion is because you've been through it yourself. Tell us a little bit about that and what led you to start sharing your story. So uh, in 1987, uh, I became pregnant and um, I won't drag this story out for too long, uh, but uh, it was, um, I was 17 at the time and I actually became sexually active a year or two before that. And I had made the decision, um, you know, being sexually active, uh, I knew that I could get pregnant. I knew that was a possibility. So I just decided at that time that if that were to happen, that would be something I could fall back on. Uh, I knew um, I attended church. Uh, I knew that that was something that looked down, that that was something that the church looked down upon, but I didn't really fully understand why. Um, I thought it's legal. It can't be that bad if it's legal. Uh, so when the time came and I did become pregnant, uh, I followed through with that. Um, and I soon learned why it was so bad, uh, having experienced that myself. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the testimonies of those that have had abortions are really a key tool for people to use, for everybody to use. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have the website abortiontestimonies.com, mm -hmm. and we always encourage our viewers to go there and, and find out more. Uh, friends, we're talking with Ann Reed of the Operation Rescue. You see the website there, operationrescue.org, and we invite you to check that out. Uh, American Family Association, tell us uh, a little bit about that. Uh, so I worked as a staff writer for the American Family Association. Uh, I began, I was actually homeschooling our two sons and was asked to uh, take on a part-time role there in their uh, radio department. And uh, the editor of the, um, it's now actually changed names, but the magazine uh, that was at that time uh, called AFA Journal uh, asked me to write a piece that was actually on this subject matter. Uh, it was on the number of women uh, who had had abortions, the secretiveness uh, you know, that kind of is carried around um, by so many women and, and the healing process. And so that uh, led up to over time me uh, writing some freelance pieces and eventually was hired as a full-time staff writer. And it was just an awesome opportunity. I wrote about many things, but, um, this is always kind of, no pun intended, always kind of been my baby um, because it is such an important uh, message to get out and God has given me a voice to be able to do that. And so I'd love to do so. Now you are with Operation Rescue. Uh, for those uh, listeners and viewers that aren't familiar with this organization, tell us first of all, what it is. 
it is an amazing organization. And one of the things that I've always loved to do uh, as part of, I actually enjoy researching more than I enjoy writing. And so I could not imagine a better fit uh, because Operation Rescue um, is just such an amazing example of really digging deep and doing their own research, verifying information. Uh, we have a website, uh, abortiondocs.org, uh, and there we have profiles for over 1,400 abortionists and over 700 abortion clinics. Um, so, and so many um, news platforms and and um, organizations that are getting that information out um, are able to um, secure that information from the research that that Operation Rescue actually does firsthand. So let's take a step back here. So abortion docs. Org, D-O-C-S, abortion, mm -hmm. dot org. research, and I want our, really, our listeners to really understand what we're saying here. This is research about the abortion industry. Abortion is not just a procedure. It's not just uh, a concept, a philosophy. Uh, brothers and sisters, it's an industry. It's an industry uh, that consists of um, really a criminal enterprise, right? I mean, and there's no other way to put it. It is a criminal enterprise. Abortion being illegal does not at all take away the fact that these people are breaking the law left and right. And this is one of the things, of course, that Operation Rescue exposes. When we do research into how this business operates, how these abortionists function, it absolutely blows people away. They are astonished. They are distressed. They are outraged. Um, it tell you know, and I've always said, uh, together with some of uh, our friends in in um, this whole area of surveillance and research into the abortion industry, it's such important work. I've always said, you know, everything you need to know. And my friend Mark Crutcher says this uh, about uh, everything you need to know to end abortion is inside the abortion industry. If you pull the veil off it, if you shine a light into it, and that's what you are now doing, you're going to, to find out everything we need to know to end this because the American people would just never tolerate. You know, they can get along with the idea that, well, you know, early abortions that can be permitted. Uh, I don't necessarily like it, but, you know, let it be legal but they would never, never uh, go along with the kind of things that are uh, uncovered when you look deep inside this business. So tell us some of those things that are uncovered. Uh, first of all, I just want to agree with you and somebody has to do it because the mainstream media is not going to do it. Uh, so, you know, we are covering every single week. I've been with Operation Rescue a few weeks now and every single week, we have reports that come to us and we are so grateful to the sidewalk counselors that are out there at the abortion clinics. They are um, the, you know, at the front lines, uh, they are the warriors and they are bringing that information, taking photographs uh, when the ambulances arrive with uh, the, the, the lights on and the sirens blaring. And it's just week after week, we get these reports um, a large number of hemorrhages, uh, perforated uteruses. Uh, these women are sent in ambulances to 
the e, uh, nearby ERs. Uh, they still have parts of the babies inside of them. In some cases, um, I don't mean to be gruesome, but in some cases, when the uterus is perforated, parts of the babies uh, are uh, moved into other organs of the women's bodies. And I mean, it is quite gruesome uh, what many of these women experience. And let's talk about why this is happening, because you and I have both seen this, you know, over the years. Um, you know, one would think, OK, someone's doing an abortion. He or she knows what they're doing. But these people are the bottom of the ladder of the medical profession. I mean, the bottom of the bottom. These are the losers and the washouts of medicine. And these people often are, I mean, they have about as much respect for these, for these women that go in there, these pregnant moms, as they have for the babies that they're tearing apart. And they don't care. They just don't care. Um, talk to us more about, about that. Well, the fact is that, you know, sometimes women go for abortions and they don't see what the doctor, or I don't like calling them doctors, what the abortionist sees. The abortionist knows. They fully know what they are doing. And like you said, um, all you have to do is shine a light inside those abortion clinics. All you have to do is listen to the words that the abortionists say uh, when they're, um, say, for instance, defending themselves in a court case when they actually describe the abortion procedure. If you just listen to what they say, that um, is enough. So uh, the abortionists know fully what they're doing. Um, they might be able to convince uh, girls or even some women that it's just a clump of cells, but they know what they're doing. And so it's not, um, they are, they know that what they're doing is criminal, that they're taking the life of an innocent human being. You sent me, um, and, and, and of course, working with Operation Rescue, I've heard many of these recordings. You sent me a 911 uh, call uh, uh, just uh, in preparation for this interview. I want to play it, but, but get, get, give us a little bit of the background of this first before we, uh, before we play it. What, 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 was, what was the backstory on this? Sure. This was in 2016, and this was um, the 4th of July holiday. And this young lady had um, gone for an abortion uh, a few days before that. And she had visited an ER as well uh, when she was in pain afterwards. And she went, they sent her home. She went home. Uh, her mother uh, found her. Um, and um, I don't want to spoil the call. But yeah, let's I think it's impossible to listen to this call um, without um, being deeply moved and in tears. I know I couldn't. Did, did, did the mother know that the daughter had had an abortion? She had. That was part of yeah. the, the call. She said, she explained that she had an abortion. Okay. A couple okay. Of so, 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 the, so the girl had an abortion and then the mother comes home, finds her lying there. And this is the call to 911. Let's play it. Emergency. Oh, it's cold. Hello? 
How did this happen? Do we know? So that was a case much like the, the, the case that I described moments ago. Um, it was a, a botched abortion. Um, her uterus was perforated. Uh, parts of her baby were uh, had gone outside of the uterus. And um, I mean, I don't know why she went to the ER and the ER sent her home. But that's an issue where abortion clinics are doing this kind of um, terrible, shabby work. And then these girls and women go to the emergency room and then the emergency rooms have to deal with the situation. Well, well, you know, and that brings up a point that's been in the news and has been in the courts uh, uh, over recent years, as you well know. In fact, it was in the, in the Supreme Court the very year that this happened. Um, namely, uh, a number of states are passing laws that say that in order to be um, uh, an, an abortionist, you have to have hospital admitting privileges in a nearby hospital. Now, one of the reasons that legislators will push for a law like that, uh, even though the abortion industry resists it, is continuity of care. Correct. If the abortion is botched, if something goes wrong, and that young lady has to go to the hospital because that abortion clinic doesn't have the necessary uh, medical equipment or, or, or intervention or staff uh, that's needed to deal with that emergency, that abortionist at least knows or should know what just happened. And, and he can, you know, go, go over to the uh, hospital with her and, and, and pick up from where he left off, he or she, and, and deal with the situation. Instead, now, she's showing up at the emergency room to total strangers who don't even know that she had an abortion. And maybe exactly. she doesn't even tell them. Maybe exactly. she doesn't even tell them. Because as we know, people have had abortions. I mean, you, you've done it yourself. You know, that's not something you easily talk about. So. Exactly. This is a disaster. And, and, you know, the sad thing about this, and I, I want our listeners to understand, this is not some kind of exception that we're talking about right here. We listen to that distraught uh, mother on the 911 call. This is not the exception. This is the rule. Abortionists throughout this country are leaving women bleeding on tables for hours before even calling. Right? That was Tanya Reeves' story, right, uh, Anne? Before mm -hmm. even calling... Uh, the 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 uh, an ambulance. Uh, these abortionists they don't want the ambulances coming in front of their their clinic, so they'll they'll hold off on calling them. They won't monitor vital signs. Uh, there's all kinds of other horrors going on, and like you said, Anne, this is largely hidden. The mainstream media are they going to go anywhere near this? You know, if they're not forced into doing it, um, this gets this doesn't get reported. Right. And those who do report it, uh, you know how uh, so many um, 
conservative and, and Christian organizations are are um, not really out there in the front, and um, those kind of stories are are, are hidden. Um, so not only are they not reporting it, but we have an issue with with our information not getting out there the way mainstream media uh, news gets out there. Um, we have a very large uh, email list, and so that's the way that we get this information out to the public. What uh, do you say to people who will who will respond to this by saying, well, every surgery has its risks? What do you say to them? Uh, that's true. Every surgery does have its risk. Uh, this is a completely uh, unnecessary uh, situation. Like for instance, when this wo this woman, I don't know if we actually made it clear that this woman died. Uh, she was not living uh, when her mother called uh, 911. And uh, so in that situation, um, abortion is not a necessary surgery. It was not needed to save her life. Uh, so um, that's why crisis pregnancy centers, uh, pregnancy resources centers, pregnancy resource centers uh, are just so uh, important and necessary to actually offer real help uh, to women who are in uh, these crisis situations. Yes, exactly. And, and, and the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, it's not simply the uh, inherent risks of the abortion procedure, uh, which are more than a normal surgery, simply because it's an unnatural unnatural sir you know i will point out to people medical interventions usually help the body do what it's trying to do but it's having trouble doing right. abortion is just the opposite exactly. it's stopping something that the body is supposed to be doing and is doing very well so exactly. it, 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 because of the unnatural nature of this it's, it's it's even more dangerous but it's it's the unscrupulous careless behavior of these abortionists that that we are are exposing here uh, and that Operation Rescue exposes that you are talking about people who, well, our friends over at Americans United for Life uh, published this book called Unsafe, right? That mm -hmm. documents like 2,400 abuses, uh, violations, deficiencies in uh, health standards at, at abortion facilities across 32 states over a number of recent years. And uh, I helped back in the 90s put together the book Lime 5, which also, again, documents just these unbelievable um, lapses in uh, professional care by these abortionists. Mm -hmm. um, and what t t tell us what you look forward to doing now. You're going to be doing this research for Operation Rescue and uh, tell us a little bit more about what what you uh, anticipate uncovering. Well, uh, first of all, I look forward to filling a corner of Cheryl Sullinger's shoes. Yep, I have very big shoes to fill. Uh, she has just been uh, amazing, an amazing warrior, and is just amazing what she's been able to uncover and accomplish. And so I look forward to uh, following in her footsteps. Uh, and Troy uh, Newman is amazing as well. They have made you know, so many sacrifices uh, for the work uh, that they've done and continue to do. And so I just look forward to coming in and, and learning and uh, continuing to uh, kind of uh, follow in that, that legacy, uncovering these uh, terrible, um, 
truths uh, that are happening happening uh, in abortion clinics in uh, just surrounding the entire abortion industry and exposing those uh, so that people can see what what the truth actually is and and I hope and believe that um, you know that we're not only preaching to the choir uh, but that many young people will actually have their eyes opened and their hearts softened uh, and come to know the Lord uh, as a result of, of seeing these truths. Thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to uh, keeping in communication with you, abortiondocs.org, as well as operationrescue.org. People can find a lot more information here. And uh, Anne, let's turn to prayer now, uh, because, um, uh, you know, on this show, we, we pray for America, and America is wounded because of the unscrupulous practices of these abortionists, this unregulated industry. Uh, let's pray now for God's intervention and for the intervention of his people uh, that they can do something about this. Lord, we, we turn to you today uh, aware of the many wounds uh, caused in these abortion facilities, not only by the killing of these babies, but by abortionists who are not properly qualified, uh, hiring staff who are not qualified, uh, using outdated and expired uh, medications and medical equipment, uh, not monitoring uh, vital signs, uh, not caring, Lord, about basic standards of cleanliness, record keeping, or, or other basic, basic norms. Lord, we as a people must repent. Uh, and we ask for the grace of repentance upon these abortionists, upon their staff, upon the, the unscrupulous behavior uh, that is going on and is harming women. And as we saw today, killing women. Lord God, we ask your mercy. We invoke your mercy upon America. We evoke your mercy, Lord God, also upon those, those public health officials and uh, other state officials who are failing to respond to the unscrupulous behavior of these abortion facilities, who are failing to inspect, who are failing to respond to reports of uh, violations of health and safety standards. Lord God, may those who are in the positions in these health departments or on these medical boards or in other areas of enforcement of the law, may they step up to the plate and exercise their responsibility to keep your people safe. And may we, as a people, be attentive to the signs and swift to act when we become aware of people being damaged by this industry called abortion. Now we sum up our prayers by offering the words that Jesus himself gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Ann Reed, new senior policy advisor at Operation Rescue. So good to be with you today. Thanks for sharing this information. And we look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much, Father Pavone. It's been a privilege. And friends, stay connected with us here on the program. Spread the word about it. Stay connected with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. And of course, with Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. We will keep you informed. We will keep you encouraged. 
we will keep you in prayer as together we pray for each other and we pray for America. God bless you. We'll talk to you again very soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.